0: So what we watch anime So what we play leak We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy So what we watch anime So what we play leak We're just having fun We don't care who sees so what we stay in, it don't bother me, living young, pale, and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, the gold standard of podcasts, episode <laughs> 65 for July 31st, 2016. I am Nathan Spruth, and joining me this week we have Andrew Aroa McFain. The gold standard and co-hosting. Yes, exactly. Uh... <laughs> And what games have you been playing this week? Uh,
1: well, I played more of Fury because I wanted to finish it. And then I uh, I got a secret ending that made me restart the whole game. Oh, good. Um, which led me to to tweet the developer in my rage and be like, why, why would you do this to me? And they were like, it was an ending, bro. Like, what do you want? You beat the game. It's just that, you know, you only got to see a little over half of the content. So, uh, but thankfully, uh, that is definitely a game where once you get good at it, it it, like it stays with you. And I got back to a point that took me initially like three or four hours to get to. I got to that point in about 45 minutes.
0: Oh, So, So it'll take you roughly five or six hours to beat or something like that.
1: A, once you get good at it. Like yeah. um well, I've seen a speed run of the whole well, I haven't watched the whole game because I want to be b- it myself, but I've seen the speed run where the game's finished in thirty minutes, which oh. is crazy that you can do that in a half an hour when it usually takes me over an hour to beat a new boss. Uh but I also got my girlfriend's computer built and oh, yeah. she she decided to buy We Happy Few.
0: Oh, which, I really uh, I really want to play that game.
1: It is it is neat it's still rough because it's in early access but i think it's got a lot of potential uh in terms of like kind of being its own thing and i i am i'm gonna say right now that if other people haven't said this already that it's probably gonna start another indie game trend where other people are gonna try to make the same game yeah um kind of because it's it's got all the survival elements that you see in like rust and, uh, arc and you know, that, that whole trend that, that Daisy started, but it puts it in a kind of. Bioshocky, like small open worldy feeling, uh, kind of place. And I'm, I'm assuming we're going to see more indie games that are like, it's a narrative, but there are also survival elements and, whether or not that's going to go well is, uh, well, we'll see, but probably, probably go really shittily. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, as far as uh, the game itself, uh, it's pretty pretty cool so far. I haven't played a lot of it myself. I just watched Katie play it, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I have, uh, I've been playing uh, Try Not to Die of a Heat Stroke. That's <laughs> it's a, it's a really exhilarating game when it's like 95 and 100 in your room. Uh, mm. And you oh, and you don't have air conditioning, you only have a fan. So we do have air conditioning, but it's out in the living room. And my roommates run that at 60 degrees all the time. So the air conditioning is just blasting out there.
1: Well, what you got to do is put a series of fans running from the living room into your room.
0: See, but the problem is I can't keep my door open because A, there's a cat here. And B, there's a small child who would then come into my room. Ew! Yeah. So... Oh, you could cut the door in half. Uh, yeah. And then put the
1: fan on the top half of the door where there's no door, but leave the bottom half there so there's no kid.
0: That could make sense. That that could work, but... Or just put a spike trap outside the room and wait for
1: the kid to walk over it, and then, hey, you never have to deal with it again.
0: That would be nice, actually. I I don't <laughs> appreciate living with kids. Uh, However... The actual video games I've been playing are are pretty pretty much the same as always. I play, played some Rocket League and Overwatch. I have been meeting to play some uh of the Ultimate Muscle game that I got for the GameCube to to do my review of it, which was supposed to be up yesterday, uh but it was too friggin hot to play that game and I was just kind of in the corner Trying not to burst into flames. Also, I had a really bad sunburn all week, so I would, looked, I would have looked—I would—I would have looked pretty funny on video uh, with a giant glowing forehead. So
1: I just like the idea of like you saying it's too hot to play a video game, and and of you playing like Ultimate Muscle and all the all the greased up cartoon wrestlers. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, I'm getting real hot and bothered up in here. <laughs>
0: No, it's uh my my room, my my main window faces west. So throughout the beginning part of the day for the, you know, until about 4, so about right now, it's pretty cool, nice and cool actually in my room. And then afternoon and towards the evening time, it starts to warm up considerably. So by the time I get home, it's like 110 degrees sometimes in my room um so i need to go and get some of those those sh- curtains that you can put up that'll are like light blocking curtains and you get some of those that would be nice anyway moving on let's talk about some stuff well we have some we're going to talk about pokemon go but we're going to talk about that later uh, we'll start out with the stories that aren't Pokemon Go related, because really, we're just the Pokemon Go podcast at this point. <laughs> and last week we talked, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago, we talked about the Mini NES. Oh, yeah. And apparently Sega has a replied to that by saying that they are going to be releasing a Mega Drive Mini, or uh Sega Genesis Mini, here in the near future in October. It will feature 80 games and it will have compatibility to play Sega Mega Drive cartridges. Ooh, from all regions.
1: Now that that is that is cool. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. It'll feature yeah. two wireless controllers which will be dog shit <laughs> allowing owners to avoid cable clutter and play multiplayer games without needing two because you already have an additional controller.
1: Well, so uh... And it will be
0: roughly... uh, Let me just go into this real quick. It'll Mm -hmm. be roughly 50 euros, which I believe is about 65 bucks. Something like that. Anyway, uh, what were you going to say?
1: Sega does what Nintendo don't. Once again.
0: Yep. And anyway, it's going to contain (laughs) several Sonic games, as well as Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. The only (laughs) problem I'm seeing with this is Sega already has uh a lot of these little in or little mini Mega Drive or, or Genesis clone consoles out on the market. Do and, they actually
1: license those though?
0: Yeah, they're licensed by Nintendo or by Sega, but not actually made by Sega. And I think this one might be actually made by Sega. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: just like the mini NES. Uh and a lot of those clone consoles work pretty well for sound and everything, but they don't work well for uh like they'll work well for sound and video, but the sound chip isn't the original Sega sound chip, and the original Sega sound chip was kind of dog shit anyway. Fuck you do you know why it was bad uh because
1: you're wrong, okay it was
0: good. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but but do you know why they made it the way they did? Uh I mean, I know it was it was cheap. So but... the original Sega so the original Sega sound chip, the Sega Genesis sound chip uh didn't perform as well as Nintendo sound chip because the original Sega sound chip was basically the Mega dro- or the Master System they took the processing chip out of the master system and put it as the sound chip in the Genesis. That way, they could have backwards compatibility. Yeah,
1: but so it was amazing.
0: And... Yes, well, okay. So they could people could do amazing things with it, but people in the United States when they made video games didn't utilize it at all, and a lot of the yeah. soundtracks are pretty bad.
1: That depends. Um, it really, like, if they use, because uh, I, I know a little bit about this, because uh, I was looking into trying to make my own Sega Genesis uh, music before, which I've I found a thing that lets me do that. But um, there was a library uh, uh, of sorts, basically a, an I I don't know how to, how to describe what a library is, but basically, just an easy shortcut for developers to make uh, music on the Sega Genesis, uh, called Gems, that okay. uh, Sega released. It was, I think, it was later on in the Genesis lifespan, but uh, that made it a lot easier. Um, the people are divided on whether or not it sounded good, by any means. But it that was the That was the sound library that was used to make uh, this music in Sonic Spinball. Yeah. And I think Sonic Spinball is in, like, top 10 old game soundtracks. So, that's just me.
0: So, and I remember hearing, I could be wrong, that Japan had their own, like, gyms or whatever to edit the soundtracks for video games. But for some reason, the Western developers didn't get that tool because Japanese people were like, oh, they won't be able to understand how to use this. Well,
1: that, that yeah, it was legitimately like they didn't want to... They didn't want to go through the trouble of, of giving documentation and whatnot to Western developers for... Because I know what you're talking about, and it, it allowed a lot more granular control of the
0: uh, of the sound chip, and they just didn't. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm looking over this, and I'm not sure if this... So it's saying is AR games. If you look on the in the link that I provided, and you didn't. I thought I provided a link. Oh, I didn't provide any links, did I? No, you didn't. Oh, okay. So if you look over these links that I'm sending you right now, because <laughs> we are the gold standard of podcasts, I am. Um, I am reading. So anyway, it says it's AR something. games. Uh, is the person making it, but I'm not sure if this is just a, the box art for this. I, I swear to God, this has already been released, but maybe it hasn't been released in the UK yet or in Europe. Um, oh, you, but know
1: what? you know what it is? What? Is it's not even, it's not even an actual response to the mini NES.
0: No, it's not. Like at all? Well, it doesn't have HDMI. No. Uh, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, that would that would have been nice. Uh, I, if they make another one, I've thought about buying one of these mini systems before. If Sega actually makes one, I would like to, I would like to make it or I would like to buy it. But I don't think that this is what I would want. I want something like the mini NES with a HDMI in the back and all that jazz.
1: Yeah, that's kind of bullshit that they wouldn't add an HDMI, especially considering like you're already paying that much money.
0: Who has Composite anymore?
1: Oh, it has an SD card slot, too.
0: Oh, does it? I didn't read yeah. that.
1: You know, at least that's what it says in this Maxim article.
0: That's nice. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, we talked about before the podcast, we talked about the Xbox uh, One for a little bit. Apparently... If you don't sign into Xbox Live at least once every five years, you will lose your Xbox Live gamer tag. Yep. I don't know why, I just thought that was silly. That's a silly, I... arbitrary number. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate it, I guess.
1: And I think that they said it like that because, like, for one, I, it kind of... I was going to say, like, is Xbox Live really gonna be in the same state that it's in now in five years? But I mean I could have said that back in when did Xbox Live come out in like two thousand
0: two or two thousand three,
1: yeah. And like I definitely didn't think it would still be around in thirteen years, so um but I, I think this is a this is a solution for a lot of the people who got the you know the single word gamer tags way back when, and mm-hmm. then stop playing Xbox Live, and it just frees up a lot of unused gamer tags.
0: November so. fifteenth, two thousand two. Wow. Yep, long time ago. But yeah, it'll free up gamer tags. But like, like the article says, XXX No Scope four twenty XXX. Who really wants that gamer tag? Who's like, God damn it. That is that's, my t- that's my name. It's been my name for 17 years. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know. Maybe somebody has my birthday and also likes Invader Zim, so they want Invader 11793 as their gamer tag, but they can't have it.
0: Really? That was my original gamer tag, yeah. So you were born November 17th, 1993? Or January 17th. Oh, okay, okay.
1: 11793. Maybe I said Uh, 111.
0: I don't know. No, I think you said 11793. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, moving on. That was a short short one. Um, (laughs) What else uh, before we talk about, of course, Pokemon Go, which is going to be a long conversation, I expect. Microsoft is planning to sabotage Steam, it says here in this article.
1: Is a bit of a bit of tomfoolery, bullshit.
0: Yeah, it's basically Tom Sweeney, uh, and what I is, haven't. What is I've skimmed wrong through with this man? <laughs> ah, Lots and lots of stuff.
1: He has been like ever since Windows 10 was announced. Maybe even back in like 8.1 with the with the Microsoft Store like starting to take off. He was like, Microsoft is trying to kill PC gaming. They're trying to take it all over it's like no they just they just want to make money bro
0: i think it's they fun. they even i think that microsoft has even went ahead and said that they will release they'll probably going to release some games on steam
1: yeah they they have they've said that uh first party games won't be released on steam necessarily but they're not going to stop third party games from releasing simultaneously on the store and so, on uh
0: so in case anyone's wondering what we're talking about, the Microsoft Store is something that comes with Windows 10. It's, a, it's kind of annoying. Uh, but what you can do is what they're having is, let's say Sea of Thieves is going to be released on the Microsoft Store and it'll be also released on the Xbox One. If you download a game on the Microsoft Store or Xbox One, like Sea of Thieves or uh, Gears of War 4 or something like that, you will be able to play it both on your Xbox One and your pl- uh, your PC. Your PlayStation. And your PlayStation. No, your Xbox yeah. One and your PC. So, I think that what this guy is trying to say, I've skimmed through the article, is that with that standard, with saying, okay, you can buy one game and play it in two different places, they're trying to kill Steam and Valve because the ten exclusive titles that are going to be released in the next five years... For, for the Xbox One and PC, the, all of that is just going to take bis- so much business away from Valve that they're going to die, even though Valve makes about a billion dollars in profit every year. Now, you see, I wish that that is all he was saying. Okay.
1: But it goes far more tinfoil, Hattie.
0: Okay, please, um, please explain, because that is what I've got out of it.
1: Uh, no, um, what he is saying is that Microsoft will literally release updates for Windows 10 that will break the Steam application and make your Steam games unplayable and force you to buy your games on the Windows Store. Huh? That is literally what he says. He he says at the bottom... It won't be that one day they flip a switch that'll break your Steam library. What they're trying to do is a series of sneaky maneuvers. They'll make it more and more inconvenient to use old apps and simultaneously they'll become the only source for the new ones. Because basically he thinks that um, Microsoft is somehow going to force developers to use the universal Windows platform for all games. uh, And that somehow that's going to keep people from releasing on Steam.
0: Oh, see, I just even skimmed over the article. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Even though Microsoft already has been like, yeah, if you want to release a Win32 app on the store, you can, which Win32 is what everything is currently made in for Windows. It's yeah. it's just the name for making an application for Windows. It's Win32 is is the API for Windows. Right. Uh universal Windows platform. Is supposed to be this magical thing, where you can, if you write your application uh, for the Universal Windows Platform from the ground up, it'll run on literally anything uh, that runs Windows, whether it be a phone, a tablet, a an Xbox One or a PC. Um, but yeah, I, the this guy is for some reason ignoring the fact that, like, Microsoft's been very very upfront about the fact they don't really care whether or not other people make games for universal windows platform. They're just trying to make it as easy as they can. And this doing that d- developing exclusively for universal windows platform would cripple sales of games nowadays, because oh, yeah. for, for one, you wouldn't be able to run it on a PS4 no. uh, for two, it wouldn't run cross-platform, which a ton of games are cross-platform nowadays. Yeah. And like, you could you could say that, like, well, what about DirectX 12? I read uh, somebody say and I thought this myself, well, if Microsoft really wanted to do this, really wanted to force people to develop for Universal Windows Platform, they'd make DirectX 12, their, their whole graphics thing, uh, they'd make it exclusive to Universal Windows Platform. They'd make it to where you couldn't use DirectX 12 without that. But with Vulkan, which is the cross-platform thing that'll let everything run on everything, that's not going to happen. People will just make everything using Vulkan, which is kind of what most people are pushing for anyway, so that you can make games that run on literally anything. Because Android, so everything except for iPhones, when I think about it, iPhones and iPads, because Android supports Vulkan, uh, macOS supports Vulkan, Linux supports Vulkan, PC supports Vulkan, like, um, and it outperforms DirectX 12. So, like, they, this guy's just crazy. Yeah. And I, he's uh... been saying this kind of shit for a long time, so I don't know what his deal is.
0: Yeah, I've seen stuff like this, and I know that... There were other people when Windows 8.0 and 8.1 came out that were saying similar things, uh, not to this degree, but about Windows 8 and then going on to Windows 10. Yeah. But that just, that's, no. It says, okay, slowly over the next five years, Microsoft will force patch patches to Windows 10 to make Steam progressively worse and more broken. They'll never completely break it, but will continue to break it until in five years people are so fed up with Steam uh, that Steam is buggy to continue to use it, basically. And that Windows Store will seem like an uh, ideal alternative. Yes, because the Windows Store is what (laughs) I am going to go to instead of going to GOG.com or Green Man Gaming. Which, by the way... They're doing a summer sale at Green Man Gaming. Uh, You should go buy a game with the link down below.
1: Anyway. (laughs) He's like, they did this before with their previous competitors. Yeah, they did. You know what happened? They got hit with an antitrust suit, and now they have to provide uh, alternative web browsers in every copy of Windows they sell in the United Kingdom.
0: Yeah, or Europe in general.
1: Yeah, they're not going to do that, okay?
0: That would be stupid. They got, they got, um, in the 90s, they were getting, uh, I was watching the news in the 90s because my mom, that's all my mom watched. And Microsoft used to, this was before you were born. (laughs) But (laughs) it was before you were born back in my day. But Microsoft would bundle Office products together with, uh, Windows. So you well, you go and you buy Windows uh, 95 or 98 or whatever. And they would bundle with it Microsoft Office. Well, apparently that is uh, creating a monopoly. And so there were no – if somebody else wanted to make Office products, they wouldn't be able to use them on Windows. Or they would be able to use them on Windows, but they wouldn't – they would look at it and say, well, I already have Office and it so is was, was creating a monopoly so that's kind of what they're saying here
1: it's it's an antitrust situation because right. the the thing i was referring to was they would basically basically do what they do now with uh, microsoft edge which was they'd go use internet explorer it is the browser yeah and like in in europe they got sued over it because other other fucking browsers existed and they were misleading consumers. Right. Which I'm kind of surprised that... I think that that might have happened with antivirus, with Windows Defender. I'm not sure.
0: I don't but know. Anyways, it, it, Windows like Defender it's, is pretty, it's pretty innocuous. And the thing about Windows Defender is if Windows Defender wasn't there... And some you know person went and just bought a laptop either online or or went to the the store and bought a laptop. If we didn't have Windows Defender, that person wouldn't be protected at all. Even though Windows Defender is dog shit, we mm. wouldn't be protected at all. So, well, that's yeah. That, that's why I, I think in
1: Europe they do it. I know they do it with web browsers still because they have to, but I think they do it with uh, antivirus as well where basically whenever you start up a new Windows installation, it goes, here's here's Microsoft Edge, for example, but here's also Firefox and Chrome. Uh, Those are other options. And I think that they also have to be like, we include Windows Defender, and it's good enough. But if you want to
0: use, I don't know. Kaspersky. uh, Yeah, Kaspersky. Then you can. Here
1: here it is. Kaspersky,
0: McAfee, um, Avast, AVG. There's a lot of... Virus protection programs. Actually, the uh, the highest rated protection program across all boards usually is Kaspersky.
1: Yeah, Kaspersky is great yeah. for if you want to pay for it. Uh, Avira is good free stuff, but the best antivirus is Common Sense 2016.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't have the capacity for that.
1: It no, takes a It takes
0: a lot of memory, actually. Yeah. So and, and, and sometimes it fails. sometimes, uh, late at night, if you're on your computer, common sense can just crash and, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, boobies, click.
1: <laughs> if you're really desperate
0: for some late night boobage, yeah, uh, you know it just happens. <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on from this, and we'll switch into the next story, which is starting our Pokemon Go trend. Uh, I noticed this yesterday. My friend was hanging out with me, and we decided to walk around downtown and go to some Pokestops and get some Pokeballs. Uh, Apparently, Pokemon's broken right now. Pokemon Go. So the little footprints underneath the uh, Pokemon that show you how close they are are gone. And you can't track Pokemon anymore. Yep. And I don't know why, maybe you can explain it, but uh, there used to be a poka app you could download called PokéVision, uh, displayed po- wild Pokémon locations on your map in real time. Uh, as of today, the website is saying cur- currently unavailable, the services are, I'm apparently Yoda today. <laughs> and uh for so I don't know what what happened with their API maybe Ninantic is or Niantic is having some issues uh maybe you could shed some light onto this. Do you know a little bit more than I do
1: uh yeah, basically Niantic uh turned off the feature because it was broken oh um pokemon as far as as far as what I've read they just kind of show up at random now the position on the nearby grid it used to be sorted by how close they were now it's just totally random. They're just kind of wherever. Yeah. Um, I've read in a couple places that it might have been because the nearby function was way too taxing on the servers. And that's also why it wasn't really working all that well. But yeah, it's it's just been completely removed from the game. And that is also why the third party websites Mm -hmm. no longer work is because they don't actually have spawn locations in the game anymore. They're just kind of wherever. Oh, okay. Um, Good. Good. There's also a very good chance that Niantic just kind of blocked API access for all those people. Yeah. Um, But there's obviously no way to know unless we hear a a real statement from Niantic, which we won't get.
0: Yeah. I. uh, This is going a little off topic, but I just want to say... I got an Electabuzz yesterday. That was what? What's that? What? What that's, the hell? That's, the, that?
1: that's what Electabuzz does in the anime. Oh, okay. It's seven
0: fifty-one. <laughs> Electabuzz. Oh my god! Wow, you you caught that? Yeah. What level are you? Uh, sixteen. Huh. Uh, apparently, Electabuzz doesn't evolve either. So this is as powerful as he's going to get.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, I'm only. I just hit eleven last night. So, oh, Okay, um...
0: yeah, seven fifty one. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so maybe it's maybe that's part of the reason why I caught that high level Electabuzz is because the spawn locations are all messed up, and it wasn't in like I wasn't in like a power plant or anything where you would expect to to that's... get an electric Pokemon. But I'm sorry to
1: tell you if you didn't already know this, but
0: it's not how the game works. I know, I know. Okay. <laughs>
1: I, I, I keep telling people online, like the game is literally only aware of three different types of geographical locations. Neighborhoods, parks, and water. That's
0: yeah. it. So if you go to the ocean, more likely you're gonna catch a shit ton of Magikarp.
1: You you will. You you'll catch more water Pokemon near water sources. But right. that's like that's like the only thing that's been
0: confirmed by anybody. Right. Uh but so, have you been playing this? Have you still been walking around playing this, or no? I,
1: I I've tried to. Um, Katie's Katie's ankle has been hurt uh, since. Uh, well, was that last week or the week before? Week before.
0: Since she got uh, her new computer, her her ankle has been hurt. <laughs> and so,
1: it, like we haven't been able to walk around quite as much. But I I really like the game. I have a lot of fun with it, and. Like I I hope that they keep improving it. I hope they bring back the nearby feature and maybe make it
0: a little better. I would like them to make a nearby feature and at least give like a thing where it has on a a, like a direction, like north, west, like something. Yeah,
1: either either a cardinal direction or just a, a meter of how close you are. Like, in in actual, like, meters instead of footprints, you know? Yeah,
0: something. Something that would make it easier for you to be able to find them. I would definitely prefer something like, even if they just used the footprints and they said go north and you went north, that would be amazing because then you wouldn't have to work as hard. Because right now you just have to walk in a random direction until the footprints change. Actually, right now you don't do that. You just look and you go, "Oh, there's Pokemon nearby," but I don't know where the fuck they are.
1: <laughs> I, I had I have had it work one time,
0: oh. and I caught a Raichu with it. Nice, but,
1: but that was it.
0: That was that. That was everything. Let us <laughs> transition to Pokemon stock. Now we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Pokemon, uh, when Pokemon Go came out, Nintendo stock went up ten billion dollars in three days, and apparently is leveled out now. So, six point seven billion dollars has been wiped from Nintendo's market cap in its biggest one day drop since nineteen ninety. Yep. So I'm looking at the $6.2 billion, uh, according to super data, Japan's mobile games market was worth $6.2 billion in revenue a year with Pokemon go achieving astounding levels of success in the U S and growing number of countries outside or around the world So outside the world, outside the world. Uh, Mars is really enjoying it. Uh, the servers work great up there actually, <laughs> uh, But, however, while great things might still arrive, Nintendo chose uh, the moment as the best time to issue a reminder to its shareholders. It did not develop or distribute Pokemon Go, nor does it hold the ownership rights. Rather, Niantic Niantic, uh, developed the game in partnership with the Pokemon Company and Affiliate, in which Nintendo holds a 32% stake. So they're still making money off of it. They're just getting 32% of the money instead of, or probably less than that. Instead of one hundred percent, like they do most of their IPs,
1: thirteen percent of its of Nintendo's revenue.
0: Okay. Okay. Of uh, you mean uh, Pokemon Company's revenue?
1: Uh, Bloomberg has suggested Nintendo's effective stake in Pokemon Go's success is equivalent to thirteen percent of its revenue.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh. Anyway, going through this. Basically, it dropped $6.7 billion in a day. I'm not sure if it's dropped any more since then, but it is always, you always got to keep in the back of your mind not how much it's dropped in one day, but is it still more than before? Yeah. And that's what I always look at. So uh, I mentioned this, a lo- I think a long time ago. You probably forgot about it, but when the WWE Network came out, the WWE Network uh, came out, and WWE their stock essentially doubled. It went from like fifteen dollars to like twenty eight dollars or something like that. So they you know made quite a bit of money off that. And then after they found out the network wasn't doing as well as they had hoped, uh, still doing well, it dropped down to about eighteen or nineteen dollars. So they were still up. They were still up money, but every news article that I could find was saying the same thing. They're like, "Oh, Vince McMahon loses a hundred million dollars," and it's like, "No." First <laughs> off, that's fake money. It's in the stock market. He doesn't have access to the money. Secondly, he still is has more money than he did a month ago. You guys are just stupid and not reporting the facts. You're yeah, you're taking then... part of the facts and not reporting the full effect of the facts
1: the net change between July 6th which was where they were pretty stable for a while yeah and July 22nd or is that my, huh this isn't very up to date but in any case uh, their current stocks it's at 29. And their the their previous stock was at seventeen and a half dollars, so
0: so Nintendo.
1: Not... Yeah, Nintendo's fine.
0: Yeah, I think I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. So I'm 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 presuming this is a uh, thousand yen, twenty seven thousand yen. Uh, or... No, this is. I
1: don't know what this is because it's
0: <laughs> like it's not.
1: It says currency in U.S. dollars, so. Oh, okay, weird. Yeah. But I guess I just have a really high volume or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So the
1: market cap is thirty-six point seven four billion.
0: Oh, yeah. So what what we're basically saying is Nintendo's fine. Nintendo is making still making more money than they were two months ago. They still have more money than they did two months ago. It just, yeah. uh, they're not perceiving that they're going to be making a a outrageous amount more money than they were um before their revenue uh analysis that they're looking at is about the same maybe a little bit higher than what they did before but nothing groundbreaking or anything like pokemon go they are still making quite a bit of money off pokemon go and also this helps them in a bunch of different ways one way that it really helps them is if you look at it, uh, I forget the names of Sun and Fire or Sun and Moon. Is that the new ones coming out?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sun and Moon, Pokemon uh, for the D- 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. Are going to be coming out towards the end of the year. And if the Pokemon craze is still going on by then which i'm sure it will be at to some point because pokemon's never really become unpopular then they're still going to be having that market base the people who were playing pokemon go who are kind of dwindled on it and they'll say hey a new pokemon game's coming out an actual pokemon game and you can play that and i'm going to bet that is going to sell gangbusters
1: It'll probably sell better than than most recent ones.
0: Yeah, Black and White two. What was the was there another one uh, after that, or is that the last one? Uh no, there was there was one on three X and Y. Oh yeah, yeah yeah X and Y. Yep yep yep. Um and the the good thing about Pokemon is Pokemon has always sold well. Uh they've been declining in sales on the last couple generations but they've all of them have sold over 10 million copies i think don't quote me on that uh but they've all sold really really well so you don't really have to worry about pokemon not selling well i could see pokemon's sun and moon selling uh quite a bit maybe not as much as the original ones but i could still see them selling more than what the ones that have recent like the the x and y sold or Black and White 1 and 2. Anyway, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Um, my only thing is that Nintendo still reported that they lost about $300 million uh, over the course of the full like fiscal year, so that kind of blows. What was that? They lost about $300 million, like actual, in terms of revenue, Yeah. over the last year, I think it was. So oh. that sucks. They're still bleeding money because of really poor Wii U sales.
0: Really and, poor Wii U sales, um, and not enough first party titles to make up for it.
1: Yeah, and the the 3ds, like the new 3ds, probably tried to uh, what do you, what do you call that? Whenever you you stop the bleeding,
0: anyway. uh, uh, a clot. I don't know.
1: They they tried they they tried to like slow it down by releasing the new 3ds, but I don't think
0: many people bought into it. I didn't. Just... I, I but I never. I don't like portable gaming anyway, for the most part. So,
1: well, it's it's just like the DSi. Like it was very obviously a stopgap measure of some yeah. sort. But, um, really, is as, as much as people will want to say that Nintendo doesn't have much to worry about they really do if the nx doesn't work out which we're gonna get to that but the the nx doesn't work out um nintendo will be in serious financial trouble and right i'm glad that they're kind of getting into the idea of branching out their franchises and trying to reach more audiences like with the animal crossing mobile game that's coming soon and the uh uh, I think it's Fire Emblem is the other mobile game that's coming out uh, within a few months, oh so
0: yeah, Fire um, Emblem is that the one that uh they took out the petting or something?
1: Yes, yeah, so that was the one where in the American release, they censored the living fuck out of it.
0: oh good, that sounds fun, sounds exciting uh so last let's let's move on to from Pokemon, but still talking about Nintendo. Uh, we've got a lot of rumors here, and I'll let Oroa talk about this since it says, this is his story. Okay. Good. Talk, talk uh, with about the, it. With the NX? Yeah, with the NX. Okay. You, you just said lots of rumors. It's like there are, are lots of rumors.
1: But, all right, so with the NX, uh, people have been talking for a while, uh, like way back, uh, that the NX was going to be a console uh, portable hybrid somehow yeah that somehow you're going to be able to play the same games on the home console that you will on the portable device and basically the portable device will also be the console uh, and more has come to light in terms of how this is even going to work okay uh, basically it's one it's going to use cartridge for cartridges which was rumored more recently. Right. um, That would make sense if they're going to make a portable device. Uh, Nintendo, as of right now, supposedly does not plan to have backwards compatibility, which I see is very, very unlikely. Um, I mean, Nintendo's kind of always been all about the backwards compatibility, and I would be very surprised if there was no way to play Wii U games on this thing. Yeah,
0: because they've, at least in recent years, um, obviously the GameCube couldn't play Nintendo 64 games, 64 couldn't. Actually, they're not all about backwards compatibility, because...
1: (laughs) They have been been of recent years. Uh, Recent, yeah, but... The the first Wii could play GameCube games, the Wii U could play Wii games,
0: like... Uh, And then with the Game Boy series, that's always been...
1: Well, up until the DS. Yeah. Uh, the DS could play a Game Boy Advance games, and then the 3DS can play regular DS games. Right. Like, I I, I don't know. It, I guess it's not completely unreasonable to say that they wouldn't include backwards compatibility, but with all the people that they're seriously going to burn with releasing a new console this quickly, like, it, it would just be assholish of them. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, if with what they're also talking about, uh, here, if, if it runs a Tegra X1, which, which is, isn't
0: that a Android processor,
1: it's, it's an arm processor used in Android devices. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, basically Nvidia makes the Tegra X1 and I think it's only been used in their, uh, their shield, shield yeah. TV. Um, But, yeah, that's supposedly what's going to be running this thing, is a Tegra X1, and that wouldn't be able to run Wii U games. Like, it just would not be possible.
0: Without emulation. And if with emulation, it wouldn't be able to run it.
1: Yeah. It
0: wouldn't wouldn't do very well. No.
1: uh, It definitely would not run well at all. So, it's going to be... It's going to be an interesting thing if it does end up running a Tegra X1, though, because they, they've they shown off that the X1 is a, a definitely a capable chip, but it's going to be back to, like, the, kind of like the, well, even with the Wii U, like, just, it doesn't match up. Right. And people aren't going to want to buy the NX as opposed to a different console. So, I'm hoping that they've at least got, like, third-party people lined up if they're actually going this route. Yeah. That are like, yeah, we'll make stuff for an Android-compatible platform. I guess. Um, Mm. I wonder, and, you know, this kind of goes along with a previous rumor, I wonder if they'll make it compatible with Android
0: apps. That would be interesting. Um, Well... So think about it this way: Is uh, I don't see anything on here, but there's not going to be any mobile or anything like that on this, is there? What
1: do you mean besides like mobile besides data?
0: it being yeah my mobile data?
1: He doesn't say anything about that no.
0: Because if it had mobile data or the ability to get mobile data somehow from Verizon or or AT and T, then you could pop Pokemon Go on this, play Pokemon Go on your Nintendo console. Yeah, uh,
1: my concern is that how are you going to how are you going to use something that's designed for basically being a Wii U gamepad? Like, how are you going to carry that around in a portable in a portable fashion?
0: Right. Um, I, I got gotcha. it's
1: Is it going to clamshell if it's going to clamshell like. It's, see, still, it's still going to have to be small, like, and it's not
0: supposed to have two screens, like. See what I'm know. thinking is most likely what it's what they're going to do is have like a, a, a screen, kind of the size of your phone, maybe a little bit bigger, that is going to be designed kind of like the like a PSP or or a PS Vita, something like that. And then when you bring it home, you'll have a docking station that you can dock it into. And that docking station may have more power than the uh, the actual little portable console part.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking, that it would be like a dock. And maybe the uh, if it runs a Tegra X1, it'll underclock the X1 while it's in portable mode or, or overclock whenever it, it's docked or something like that right um it's just like i don't know the 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 vita the vita is already kind of a pain in the ass to carry around because the analog sticks get stuck on on the side of your pocket right and like that big screen there's nothing protecting it and that's i think is a is a big advantage of the of the ds's design that you have that clamshell keeping it safe
0: so and, uh I, i'm gonna switch into different territory here but because we we're mentioning the Vita, did you hear the Vita news?
1: Oh, that it got uh, there's a browser exploit now.
0: Yes, and they're able to put emulators on it. Yep, Yeah, okay, okay.
1: it's full, full on uh, OS access. Like you can even change like the clock rate of the processors and stuff. So, the guy who released the the, I guess probably people call jailbreak said that it doesn't currently enable uh, pirating. But if it lets you do really basic stuff like that, I am not doubting one bit that it'll eventually enable piracy.
0: Anyway, moving on. I'll be there. (laughs) Anyway, talking about uh, uh, the NX. So, are all these rumors or is any of this confirmed? Nothing
1: is confirmed. Okay.
0: Literally nothing. Nothing. Because I don't see Nintendo making a less powerful console.
1: It would be stupid. Yeah, like you want to talk about a gamble with the Wii U? Like the NX would be the gamble. Like it would be the end of of Nintendo potentially. Because fuck, (laughs) like. I just don't see it happening and I don't I don't see I don't see the Tegra X being capable of running games like Zelda Breath of the Wild to be right. honest.
0: That's what I was think that's exactly what I was thinking cuz that game looks great. Uh it doesn't look it doesn't look like it's 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 a graphic masterpiece but it it looks like it will be better than a mobile chip.
1: Yeah, it like the Tiger X, um, they have a video in this article showing its capability, but it can like it doesn't even run
0: Half Life Two at sixty frames per second. And Half Life Two, mind you, came out ten years ago.
1: Yeah, Half Life Two, Half Life Two, my graphics card from uh, two thousand eight maybe.
0: Could run that at 60 frames a second yeah. on max.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Granted that was at twelve eighty by ten twenty four, but like it's it's sitting here running War Thunder at sub thirty frames per second, and I, I can almost guarantee you it's running it in like seven twenty p. Right. Like there is no no conceivable way that <sighs> that they would they would do this uh, they would they would run brand new games on such low powered hardware
0: now like, do i do now do I see um nintendo d- doing mm. something like this uh making a console that is both a portable console and both a home console I could see them doing this yeah definitely. Uh, I do not think that they will be running it. Off of a Tegra 3, though. I think that what they would do, um, and of course this is just me assuming things and kind of just thinking on the top of my, uh, you know, tip of my tongue here. Saying what they're most likely do is what we talked about. They would have it so that the console part of it that you you swap out and it's a portable part would have a Tegra 3 in it and you'd be able to play some of your games on the Tegra 3, which X. the screw... Huh? X. The X, whatever. You're saying, you're saying 3. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking... Uh, that's an old piece of shit. That, that is an old piece of shit. Sorry, the Tegra X. Sorry, X1 chip. Uh, So the, the portable part would probably be played with that, so you could play some of your games while on the go, kind of like you can with the PS Vita. And then you pop the console part, into the or the the portable part into the console part and i could see nintendo having a whole set of hardware on that part that when you plug your system in that takes over or it doubles the processor speed or like it does something that makes the tegra um kind of set off to the side where it just does little base calculations instead of the actual performance does that I'm make sense? To,
1: yeah, I'm trying to think if maybe. Because NVIDIA NVIDIA is pretty good about like kind of making their chipsets modular in a way. Right. And I wonder if if this was the route that they went down where it was arm powered. Uh, maybe maybe they would have like a regular Tegra X or or something like that in the tablet portion.
0: Right. Because it'll, it'll
1: be a tablet. Um yeah, and yeah. then the doc maybe have something where it's a modified Tegra X with like just you know just more hardware in it. Uh something something along those lines. Or what if you have separate software designed explicitly for whenever it's in mobile or tablet mode? Right. Uh something like where um like there, there are specific apps that are made just for whenever it's in mobile mode that you, so you can't play the full-fledged games, but you can still do like off-TV play and run secondary apps. Like um, you could, you could even like make it to where you can run apps during games because they're running on the tablet and not on the main hardware. Yeah, I could see something like that, and that would make sense to go along with the Tegra X rumor, saying that maybe just the tablet portion. Runs off of the Tiger X, but the internal hardware is something totally different and runs actual games.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because I don't making a con I've never heard of a company making a console less powerful than the one before. Yeah, and especially especially one that's already going to be wonky as all hell. Even with the, even with or. the Wii, the Wii was more powerful than GameCube, albeit the game or the Wii was two GameCubes sta- taped up. A- duct taped together but um and then the the wii u was not very powerful it wasn't as powerful as the xbox one or the ps4 it also came out a year earlier but
1: it was like it was like an xbox 360 taped to a wii yeah
0: (laughs) pretty much but i don't see nintendo making a console that's less powerful that's Nintendo's weird and kooky, and they have these crazy ideas, but they're not stupid, yeah I mean they might you might think that with some of the decisions they made in the past that they might be stupid, but I don't think they're that stupid to they know that the Wii U is a failure, so double downing on that is just stupid um but anyway, so are you gonna get the nX is that what your plan is?
1: <laughs> I'm—I don't know anymore. It's like I got the Wii U right when it came out, and God damn, do I uh, do I regret that? So, but I'll there's good wait. there's
0: good games for the Wii U. There
1: are, but was it worth paying three hundred fifty dollars up front? Whenever I could have got it for
0: two hundred later on. But you could say that about any console, anything that you buy. You literally just bought a ten seventy. Or ten eighty, or have you bought that yet? No. Okay. So I bought a ten seventy for four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Or so. But but here's the difference. You can use that right now. I can play good games. I can I can do that. But here's the problem. I could my nine seventy could play games just fine. I wasted, I wasted four hundred dollars. That's what I did. Because sort of. my, my 970 could play games just fine and it will continue to be able to play games just fine for probably the next two years. Yeah,
1: but the Wii U couldn't play games as fine because there were none. <laughs> that's true. That that's that's the point I'm trying to make is that there was nothing there was nothing to play. There was it was zombie U and there was Nintendo Land. And like even Game and Wario didn't come out for a few months until after the the Wii U was out, and right. like that wasn't even all that great. It definitely is not worth forty dollars even.
0: So, are you, but you're also planning on getting an Oculus Rift or a HTC Vive, correct? Yes. Okay. And ninety five percent of the games you're going to be playing with that you could probably play. Just normal on normal monitors, right? No. Okay. But there aren't very many, I'll admit. There aren't very many games that you're going to be playing. Because I was going through the Steam list, actually. We've got... I mean, there are some games. VR Amp, which is uh, music visualizer and player in VR. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that's like
1: a... I know I saw a DAW.
0: Yeah, Uh, Sculptor VR Sculptor VR is a multiplayer interactive world Builder game for the HTC Vive You can build it at scale Make yourself as large as a mountain Or as small as a flower Yeah yeah Armed against the undead uh, Which is You kill zombies and aliens Uh, Insane Decay of Mind Zen Blade Cyberpunk VR yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of pong, pong. There's a there's a lot of ping pong games. There's cyberpunk VR VR ping ping pong. Uh, there's another one. It's called Veer. What is it Veer pong, which is beer pong in VR. Uh Ruckus Ridge VR party game, because that's what you need. A game that's a party game for six hundred to eight hundred dollar. Uh, accessory for your computer. Uh, right Pool Nation VR. Zero G VR. Polynomial 2. Cat Lateral Damage. A lot of these games you can play, like Cat Lateral Damage, you can play just normally. I'm um, Rumpus. Rumpus is a live coding playground for room-scale VR. Are, uh, are you done yet? Nope. Blarp. Blarp is a fun-filled physics game built for the HTC Vive. HTC Vive. Blarp uses our intuitive understandings of motions and physics to create an active addictive experience that is playable by anyone who has ever swung a racket, played with a yo-yo, or held a rope. Um, And Universe oh, Sandbox. Funny. Which is literally just looking at the universe.
1: Oh god, I didn't... Okay, some of these games are like ridiculously overpriced.
0: Yeah, and they're like okay, the beer pong one I think is eight bucks.
1: So that's that's a little much, but like fucking uh, anybody who's seen anything about the 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 uh, Vive has probably seen Job Simulator.
0: Yeah, this shit is thirty dollars. Yep. Really? Game's like two
1: hours long.
0: But you're gonna get an HTC Vive for this game. So what? Uh, What? What? My question is: What games are you are you buying the the HTC Vive for?
1: Um, I really liked the look of Raw Data. Is it out? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like a it's a first person shooter, but it's like you can have like a sword. And you have telekinesis, and that's all pretty cool. Um and I didn't know War Thunder was on there, but apparently it is. Uh, but that's a
0: free game.
1: It is. Um Hover Junkers is uh is only on the Vive and that looks pretty fucking neat. Um also Star they're... Trek. Star Trek is gonna be a thing. Uh Audio Shield. Was pretty cool looking. You can use it use it with Elite Dangerous, but um, and there are there's uh, some narrative games like uh, this. The Gallery game Uh, I've had that on my wish list for a long time. Uh, It only works with the with the Vive, Um, and there are a lot of like mediocre horror games that are coming out for it. That you know eventually somebody will make something decent with that, right? Um, There's a boxing game that if they'll add more to it, it's currently in early access. But, like, oh, man, I am super excited about having a boxing game.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for Punch-Out! No. No, no, no. It's not not just Punch-Out! But Punch-Out!'s awesome! Yeah, but not in, no. Best boxing game ever. No.
1: Yeah. No, you never played Fight Night. Yeah, I have. Well it's better.
0: No. Yeah. It's not Punch Out, so it's not better. It's better. Anyway, so uh if you want to comment or talk to us about any of the stories, you can comment down below. And uh remember we're on Omni Studio now. O M N Y Studio dot com. That's where we're hosting now. We're not getting hosted on SoundCloud anymore. In fact Doesn't it costs too much. Yeah, it's nine dollars or six dollars more than what I'm paying now. Uh you can go down to the links below and check out any of the stories we talked about if we had any inaccuracies in any of them.
1: Uh yeah. Yeah. Well it happens. Even. Did we
0: did we talk about the Pokemon player getting shot three times? Nah. Yeah, there was a Pokemon player shot three times. You can read that in the article below. We've <laughs> already went over an hour. Um well,
1: gee, we couldn't have Possibly gone over an hour because you sat there just reading the names of games.
0: off. could you? That was only five minutes, okay? Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, follow me on Twitch, www.twitch.tv forward slash I'm on Twitter as well. Same thing, twitter.com forward slash You can find me on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Down below, there is a link to Green Man Gaming. Click on that link. Log into, create an account, log into the account, you'll see the best price available. There are no longer any voucher codes. Uh, You're just going to get the best price available if you're logged in when you look at the game. Uh, If you buy through the link, I get a certain percentage of the profit, which is nice. It won't cost you any more money, though. And uh, they're doing a summer sale right now. I don't know if anyone knows about that, but they are selling... Lots and lots of games. I don't know when the sale ends, but right now they are selling uh, level up. Let's see. Let's take a look here. Gauntlet. Uh, you don't probably want to get that game. It's kind of been discontinued, but it's under five dollars. You Wait, can get oh. a lot of uh, gauntlet. It's been they've stopped doing any patches or anything for it. That's what I meant to oh, say. I don't uh, own it. But you have the but you have the great things like uh scribble nuts unlimited and uh Scribblots Unmasked, both great games for $4.57. 77% off those. Uh, the Game of Thrones, uh, I believe the Telltale ones, let's take a look. A Game of Thrones um is $4.57 as well. 77% off. So take a look at that. Lots and lots of games. 70, 80, even up to 90% off. So lots and lots of good games. Some we're basically the games, giving them away. Yeah, some of the games are even uh cheaper than they were for the Steam summer sale. So, you can also find Aroa. You can find him on Twitter at Aroa. You can find him on YouTube and Twitch. He is Aroa1337 because he is 13. That's Yep. And he's Leet. Mm-hmm. Anything else you would like to add? Uh, no. Have you been playing any Undertale? Anything?
1: No. Yeah, I haven't been it. in that room. There was a there was a bag of garbage that I accidentally left in here for a long time. Didn't even notice it until I came in here, and the room was just full of gnats. So oh. I've been avoiding coming in here. Oh, good. Like I took the bag upstairs, but like there's still a lot of gnats in here. Oh.
0: Well, that sounds awful, and you sound like a terrible person for doing that. Yeah,
1: it was it was really gross, and I, I just feel gross about it. So,
0: um, Rocket League right now is thirty six percent off. It's a good game. I'd say that. Let's see. And if I if you sign in, you actually get better prices, uh, as I said earlier. So, uh, yeah. So let's see what Rocket League is when I'm signed in. Probably it's eleven ninety nine. So uh, yeah, I you get that they did that. Yeah, you get better prices if you are signed into your account. So, Rocket League's $12 right now on Green Man Gaming. Great game. Uh, Roa loves it. He plays it all the time. No, It's a good game. But you suck uh, at it. No, there's that.
1: No, I just I don't play it.
0: Anyway, I thank everyone for being here and listening. Uh, thank you, Roa, for, for joining me to, this week. I was here. Yeah, and I was here too, Nathan Reitz bruth We will see you next week for podcast sixty six. Um we may have to do it at a different time, but we'll we'll discuss that in a minute. All right, bye. Bye.